No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Shit, man. He's like, what the fuck? Who's here? He does not enjoy knocking or dinging or anything miniature 
anything with wheels or anyone under the age of sixteen or children. Yeah. Hey, everybody. What's happening? What's up, Apple? What's happening, man? Nothing. Just chilling here on the Saturday. It's a rainy day. It's a very, very Pacific Northwest rainy day. But we're hanging out in the dining room, and this is the first of something that... (laughs) This is the first of something. something. You guys... Just us talking about a thing. Yeah, you guys... uh, We got overwhelming feedback that you guys like to hear us talk about stuff. So we decided we'd talk about stuff more. But... Yeah, talking heads. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna um, pick. Uh, we are talking heads. Yeah, we are. We're gonna pick a subject from the news that's not political. Wait, hold on. What? How did I get here? Oh, uh, you, okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. When a mommy and a daddy no, no, love each other mind. very much, okay, Apple. All right, that's a joke. Oh, Play on talking heads. I, I got it. You made me forget what I was saying. Oh, yeah, not political. You uh, may find yourself <laughs> losing your place. <laughs> you may find yourself not knowing what you're doing. Uh, you may find yourself doing a podcast for the first time. <laughs> um, a non-political news article, and we're going to discuss it. And none of us, Mel's not here and Ryder's not here. So we're just winging it right now. But we're not going to discuss what the thing is beforehand. We're just going to get dropped on us and then we'll do it and then talk about it. So I'm now talking about what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. It yes, makes a lot of fucking I'm sense. Confused. I'm confused. Okay. So this article is from December 19th, 2019 on Vice News. And you ready? Yeah. All right. Science says, whoever science is, it uh-huh. said something. Air I've pol- seen him. Okay. Science says air pollution could be making you sad. All right. I'm going to read you the article. Okay. This is by Alex Levin. A new global study found that people exposed to high levels of pollution are about 10% more likely to suffer from depression. Where there's air pollution, people are more likely to have depression, according to a new study. The new research from University College of London is some of the first to examine the links between mental health and air pollution globally. Looking at data from 16 countries, the study found that people exposed to high levels of pollution produced by cars and industry are 10% more likely to suffer from depression. They also found that people exposed to smoky air, smoky air, were 2% more likely to commit suicide in the days after exposure. Still, Scientists don't yet fully understand how air pollution could be making people depressed. Knowing it only, wait a minute, no, okay. knowing it only affects physical health, but it could also be affecting our mental health, which is something that does affect large numbers of people, I think adds to the weight of the argument for cleaner air and policies that achieve it. Isabel Braithwaite, the lead author of the study, told the New Scientist. The researchers figured this out by looking at studies on how air quality affects health. (laughs) They found a tenuous link, too, between bad air and anxiety. Air pollution killed 4.2 million people, mostly in poorer countries in 2016, according to the WHO. The air is deadliest in Central African countries. 5,000 out of every 10, I'm sorry, 5,000 out of every 100,000 people in Chad died from breathing dirty air. And 90% of the world's population lives in an area where air quality is worse than the WHO standards, which 
define clean air as having a particulate matter concentration of less than 10 micrograms per cubic meter. Okay. That. So you guys get the point. Uh, wait, hang on. Uh, okay, here we go. The study findings are concerning for Americans as air quality in the U.S. declines. The EPA recorded 15% more days with unhealthy air in the country in 2018 and 2017 compared to the average 13 to 16. So, all right. I'm not going to get into the political parts of this no, article. That, that, We're just talking about air and how it can make you sad. Okay. So, um, all right, go. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, that just makes sense. Like, you walk outside, like, like living here now, enjoying clean air, mm-hmm. and remembering being in Vegas, and, like, when you go to L.A. and stuff. Yeah, walk outside, and the, when you taste that, when it's like, oh, when you can there, taste the smells air like you exhaust live. and air, yeah, yeah, that's gonna make you depressed. But it, I mean, not like oh, but but that's gonna weigh on you. Like oh, this is nasty. But do you think maybe it could be deeper than that? Like, so pollution in the air is caused by a lot of different stuff, right? It's yeah. industry and greenhouse gases and whatever, whatever. Maybe. I don't know. I'm no scientist. News for all of you out there. I don't, I think that like maybe some of the chemicals that are in the air could be affecting the biochemistry in your oh, body. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Like that said, it's a, the, 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 they proved physical and what, it, when you don't feel good physically, what happens to you mentally? You don't feel well. That's true. You go into a funk, yeah, which is also kind of a defense mechanism too of like, do you, you know, think maybe it's your body's way to like, it's making you bummed out so that you'll stay in the house to stay away from the bad air. But that or but like bum like when you shut down because you have to heal. Oh wow! Your body's like telling you like, ugh, <laughs> you know let let's shut down the mind too so we can relax. You need to uh, not be outside breathing because that shit trips me out when I see health warnings. We get it up here. Yeah, air quality that. is bad for sensitive people today. And if if you're if you like cry and, easily, you go outside. <laughs> if you're into poetry yeah. and things, oh my god! I like music. The air is bad for you today. I hear the smog in LA is the fucking reason. There's such beautiful fucking sunsets. No man, I it trips me out to think that like scientists are studying the effects of air on people, like we are something separate from everything, like. Wow, that's weird. The air that people breathe is making them feel stuff. Well, There's a lot it's of like stuff. Like you said in at the air. beginning, fucking duh. Yeah. We're part of everything. Like that's the thing that gets me about this kind of stuff. And we live in pollution. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way around it. You can't unless you live in a chamber that's sealed off or something. Do you know here. where I can get one of those? A cool chamber that's sealed off? Yeah, I'll build you one. Really? Yeah. That'd be right. Yeah. It's called I, a coffin. No, <laughs> I don't want you to build me that. No, it's a, it's a trippy thing to think that, like I said, it's such a revelation that we're affected by the environment. Well, what about the, I mean, that's in like environmental pollution. So is like all the airwaves, all the signals, the microwaves, the 5G, all what about that pollution that you can't see and smell and that stuff's tearing us up too at the so, same time. So what do you do, man? <laughs> what do you do? Just, I mean, to me, it just you just keep living. You wake up, do what you got to do. What what control do we have over shutting five G down or making 
billions of people quit driving and using oil and you know we right. all because it's been necessity of life to get to work even if you're not driving a car you're taking public transportation or, or whatever bike you, or you know whatever you're doing yeah yeah it's like i mean it all it all adds know. to it but it's a little, maybe i don't maybe i'm not saying maybe i'm not asking the question right by what do you do obviously you and i can do our part to lessen the effects you know take public transportation once a week or ride your bike to work or whatever you, steps you take to lessen your carbon footprint right but i'm talking about your mental state what do you do you know that all this is going on right yeah. so what, what what do you do what, how do you how do you stop the effects so you know this is happening right so what can we do as conscious living human beings that are here on the planet to make ourselves feel better knowing that all this is happening well, to mitigate a, the a healthy, unfortunately the most unhealthy way to deal with that is most people do about depression is pharmaceuticals and stuff. But then the healthy approach would be, I mean, not even can for me, cannabis helps a lot, but that's not a healthy really alternative inhaling smoke of any kind is not good for you that's just oh simon's calling hang on everybody oh, we will pop. simon oh, yeah. wants active dry yeast so all right we're back yeah. so so what anyway and then the healthy alternative is like is like meditation things like that and getting away from it and like up here getting away from it's easy it's yeah the i mean woods you can are go right to the here mountains. it's clean air we live in a place where it gets flushed out a lot it I is mean, right now it's I think that's part of the reason that I was just saying to Mel the other last night, I was like, it's amazing to me. If you think back 10, 10 years, uh, the difference in people, how like nowadays everybody carries a water bottle wherever they go. Most people yeah, that I know anyway. Um, yeah, every, same here. Most people have some kind of diet restriction. Yeah. Even myself, like, I watch how much sugar I take in. I, I do too. I, I got to watch spicy things. Fat, whatever. Do, yeah. Everybody's more conscious of that stuff. Um, and so knowing that all these things are out there, including the fucking air is trying to kill you and make you sad. That's <laughs> the kind of stuff that, that you can do to mitigate the effect of it. You know what I mean? Also like supplements, taking iodine, all that stuff that we've started doing. I personally feel different because of it. I know that <clears throat> I didn't realize, and this isn't a commercial for taking nascent iodine or anything, but like, I know that I didn't notice that I had brain fog. I thought that was just a f some fucking stupid thing that they would talk about. Yeah. And then when I started taking that and it went away, I was like, holy shit, I had brain well, fog. And like J how Jacob, because you, you don't smoke near as much weed as we do. And so, but like coming from Jake, who smokes a lot, was like, dude, you'll notice that because a lot of times I, I mean, I get high every day and stuff. A lot of times it's like, it's like, oh, it's just the weed. Well, that's not really supposed to do that. And it with the iodine, I know that brain fog goes away, and I feel a cleaner stone. If that makes sense, like it. Can you explain that? Like, well, like how Jake explained, he was like, "Dude, I this, you know, I love getting baked and shit, but sometimes it's just too much." And starting taking the iodine, it's not too much. It's a cleaner high. It's more enjoyable. Like the more create, like people seek out 
I want something, I want to feel more creative. I don't want to be couch locked and stuff. That's much more attainable when you're doing the iodine, I find. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's cleaner and it, it, it's, it's different. It's made it different and long, you know, but yeah, supplements, things like that. And a lot of people are doing that nowadays, taking care of themselves and, I like the thing up here, the seasonal depression disorder. Sad. I think that's something, but I I definitely don't get it. I love it when it's rainy and gloomy. It makes you really appreciate the sunshine. Never been the biggest sunshine person, but I think it's all also, a lot of it's also where you're at already in your head. If you're already kind of a depressive person, I think you're easily influenced more by by the environment, pollution, not a lot of sun, things like that. It's a, with the internet and the amount of information that's out there right now, it's really easy to get pulled into all the stuff that's put out through all these media channels. Oh, yeah. You know, you hear, you know, the air makes you sad or onions in your socks cures the flu or whatever. The seed's been planted. And you're like, oh, oh that yep, I have that. Oh, oh I, yeah. I, I, and well, I think we, I think everybody does. We all come up. I have a family that has a lot of like hypochondria in it. Do you have restless leg syndrome? Yep. Like, yeah. Are you tired? <laughs> yes. When you wake up in the morning, do you still feel tired? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, so as far as I know, that's normal. That's not a, a condition you need pills for. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird thing to to see all of it and then have to like parse through all the information and figure out what's real and what's not and and then try to not apply all of it to yourself and and get sucked down the rabbit hole with each and every little thing that comes out because there's so much of it. it's like an onslaught and we have these like i equate it to like the instagram story like these little five second blips that are constantly programming our heads with information it's flashing by on a screen all the time all this information is going into your head Ah. and i I don't know in one on one hand it's really cool and it's great and it's a wonderful thing to be connected like that and on the other hand it's super scary it's an assault it totally totally Ah. and i wonder how much because they'll say it's like when you watch ancient aliens and they're like ancient alien theorists believe and if you're not thinking about that and you just listen to it and let it go by what does that even mean <laughs> you know what I, ancient alien theory who the fuck is that it could be carl down the street you know yeah. what i mean with a tinfoil hat and so they say the same thing in this article scientists have studied what scientists yeah, what, <laughs> what site? where and why you know i i'm not discounting the fact that air has an effect on the human body i think we all understand that because <laughs> if you don't have it bad yeah, things yeah oh yeah we all breathe mm-hmm. but i just think it's funny that they'll spend time money and talent to do a study to figure out that dirty air makes you sad yeah <laughs> there well there's a lot of study like that thing back to like like the thing like well it happened recently with vape carts and stuff we got to do more studies to see if vape carts are dangerous. 
Well, yes, they are from the get-go. Anything you inhale into your lungs, that's why when people try to defend cannabis, like smoke weed's good for you. I mean, I believe that on some level, like mentally, if you have PTSD, it's good for you in some ways, but inhaling any smoke, standing around a campfire and inhaling smoke <laughs> is burning, not good for burning you. Burning toast and breathing yeah, that in. It's the same good. thing as going outside. Unfortunately, breathing the air is not good for you. It keeps us alive. You don't have a choice. Like, you know what? I'm going to quit breathing that's how i'm gonna yeah. fix this yeah, i'm not going outside well even if you do that the air is still in your house man yeah it's all coming for you yeah and that's and that's the thing like and then it gets into anxiety and as somebody that occasionally suffers from anxiety issues i hate hearing that shit because then it's like well is it the air that's doing it you know it's one more fucking thing to think to about, think about. Mm-hmm. like i don't know i when i read articles like this and i just picked this one fast because this is the first one and i i I think that it's a good way to go through the news and like i said i don't want to get political with it It, it, there's no point in that we all have who knows on this subject i mean this is a very big subject the environmental Environmental, yeah the climate the you know what we're what we're doing well i was just telling what's been done and can't be changed i was just telling my dad this morning we were talking on the phone and he was telling me about when he was a little kid and he was here in Portland and his great, his grandfather bought him a wool suit, whatever. He's telling me a story. And, uh, he said it was cold as shit there and all it did was rain and it snowed every winter. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, wait, what? He said, yeah, it snowed every winter when I was a little kid up there. And I was like, dad, think about this. When I lived in Seattle in the nineties, the environment up here is completely different now. Just those few 20, whatever, or 10, what I don't, I suck at math. Years later, it is way different. Yeah. And of course, the place that you live, the way it feels, the way it smells, the way it looks, all has an effect on your psyche. But it's up to us to do the things that are good for us that we find personally lessen the effects of that shit because if you just let it all happen and you and you eat bad all the time and you surround yourself with really negative media and sad music and then then wonder why you're sad there's it doesn't make sense issue that, yeah. yeah and i did that for years dude yeah ate like shit didn't exercise surrounded myself with depressing music and depressing media and was wondering why I felt so bad. It's not just the air. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So this is a weird, I mean, yeah, this is an interesting topic. And like that, I mean, with the climate change, I mean, it's obvious. Like here, we just had the driest November in Portland or in Oregon in 75 years. And we saw it. It didn't hardly rain much at all. I mean, now it's coming down, but, and it's warm. For this time of year, it's fifty. It was fifty-four degrees last night and raining Here? on December twentieth. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. that's unusual. <laughs> that's <clears throat> as as I'm scrolling through the news and you're talking about that. Australia keeps smashing heat records as fires rage. Yeah, thing things are weird out there, man. And like Apple said in the beginning, we're not going to stop everybody from driving to work. We're that's it's not happening, but I guess personally we can do those things that 
lessen the impact. And that's, that's the, what we can do as people that are living on this planet and conscious and alive. And, you know, back in the day when I was younger, I used to work for Greenpeace. Like there are things you can do to lend a hand and put your energy towards a solution and not the problem. It's all up to you how you want to do your trip. Well, to me, it's like the progression of man too. I mean, it, what do you mean? Ba- ba- back when it all started, they didn't travel. I mean, like there was nomad tribes and stuff like that. But you did, you know what you can do about it? Stay home, <laughs> <laughs> work very close to your house. You know, that's I mean, that's one thing we all deal with. You, you have to drive. Commute. Oh, my commute's two hours and stuff. It, it just is the way that civilization is gone. You you know you work where you have to. I thought of that like a couple months ago. It was like what if there's like an app of like. Like you had a job that was 20, 30 miles away from your house and so did I, but we had the same jobs and it's like, let's switch positions to, so you work right down the street from my house and I work right down the street from yours, but we're going to, you know, the, the commute thing, the, the invention of traveling is, you know, and everybody, we all feel that I do too, you know, oh, I want to go to Italy and stuff, but do you really need to? What's more important? Wow. What's more important, taking care of like that, we always say, tend the part of the garden you can see. If everybody did that and took care of that, to me, that's part of the solution is not having to stretch so far and what, like I need to go help these people around the world. Well, there's a whole lot of traveling. There's the, do you get what I'm saying? Kind of, I mean, yeah, it, totally. It's the invention of traveling and commuting and everything like that that's fueled the oil industry and... And we all feel, you know, the need to go vacationing all the time. We do it. We're getting, we're getting geared up to go do a whole bunch of festivals and traveling and right. polluting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. It, it's like one good, it's like, it's like kind of like the yin and yang. There's always, you can't have just goodness. There's always something else that's created by mm. doing the things we love. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's insane. That. To me, I mean, it just seems like that's the only way to the only way to stop it is to stop. Sometimes stop. you blow me away, dude. Stop you, you don't consuming. <laughs> stop going. And, you know, I mean, because we can all live and sustain on very, very little, very, yeah. very little. I knew I knew a dude that lived up the mountain. I told you about. He lived off he lived off of like three hundred bucks a month. A bag of rice, bag of beans. Had his garden. He never went anywhere. He was probably the least polluting hippie I ever knew in my life because he never. Was he happy? Yeah, he was happy. He had kids. You know, he was divorced, but he had kids that came and visit him, and he had his beautiful garden and his dogs, and had no need for like anything else. He was he was very happy. Simple. Yeah, and making no real you know footprint. But, then, but that's uh, not for everybody, right? And especially and, in the world we live in, especially with this, with the invention of computers and the internet and the f- need to feel connected to everything and could be concerned about what's happening everywhere else other than where you're at. Right. That's what I was just going to say. Like one of the things with the show that we always talk about is connecting people with new music and community. And if I was that dude, that wouldn't be happening. No, you wouldn't be making any connections mm-hmm. other than the people right around you that you could see and uh, walk to, bicycle to. It's a weird thing to navigate through all of this, man. And as a, you know, there's a, a 
perception of us when people out there take a look at you and they see long hair and a beard and a Grateful Dead t-shirt, you're automatically branded as a hippie and a liberal. And they make their mind up as to all everything that you believe in. Yeah, just they, by, they already, just by, and they already it, have anti- or, uh, expectations of who you are and what they expect from you. Yeah. By, it's just, and, we, and it's like, and we do it with clean cut, you know, or you see a dude in a Nike sweatsuit running down, you know, that you expect, you whatever, know. Chad. Yeah. 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 I know. I, it's a, it's a weird, um, if you're dressed like a fucking clown, I expect you to entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm here to entertain hey, you. Hey, it shakes the clown. Oh. I, I just think that there's so much out there for us like I was saying with the internet that that comes in and I know that I'm guilty of this like in the past I felt like there was uh, I I don't even know how to put this the right way like a, a script that was being read to us through the media and I kind of shut that down when we moved up here i i stopped paying attention to all that and started living a more quiet media existence yeah as far as like tv news and reading the newspaper and that happened with us as a household yeah the not watching because back in vegas i used to watch the news a lot more because i wasn't getting out and going out so you know there wasn't another option. It was like kind of watching all that stuff and getting caught up in it. And we, it's been a much nicer life. Hell yeah, man. And, and it doesn't, pay, it, and it doesn't mean shut off and don't pay attention to that. That's what I was just don't say. get caught up in it and make that. I mean, we all know people like that that are just like, you're like, oh, it's good to see you, you know, Carl, whatever. And within two minutes, have you heard about the fires yeah, in Australia? Within two minutes, and, it's like, oh my oh gosh, my God, man. Dude. Yeah, I have, but let's not, you know, that's not, you know, don't let that control your life and make you make you depressed and that was one of the things that i got out of the conversation we had with noah lampert was like you know what i'm gonna know about the stuff that's going on out there obviously i'm gonna keep myself informed and be the part of the solution as much as i possibly can for me but i'm also gonna picture this stuff already have worked out the way i think it should you know what i mean that's my Beyond the physical manifest. Yeah, man. Because I tried to explain this to Ryder a while back. Like there was somebody in the driveway a second ago. That's not what I was trying to explain to Ryder, but there was somebody in the driveway. They delivered a package just now behind your back. Oh, um, sneaking up on yeah, me. Sne- the Amazon's everywhere. <laughs> Sneaky. I- what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I tried to explain this to Ryder a while back. Um, and maybe I can, hopefully I can get this out in an eloquent way here. If, not if, since the ethereal world, the 
spiritual world is directly responsible for the physical world, right? What is thought about then manifests, right? My actions here would, in my opinion, seem like they would be have a lot less effect than if I imagined and manifested something. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, my actions in the spiritual have a much bigger effect than my actions in the physical. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, that that does make <clears throat> sense. We have more control of that. And also, I think the one thing, too, with that, like the spiritual world and stuff, air pollution and stuff has no effect on that world. Mm-hmm. And we're also, we're also more in control of that than I think we believe, too, of manifesting and positive like that like positive thinking manifesting it's true we've and, seen it uh, darwin just figured out somebody was here um <laughs> late to the game <laughs> they left like the three party. minutes ago. he's like fucking fired darwin. Hey, hey guy hey guys amazon's here it's like <laughs> yeah stupid. the package is already on the porch darwin dumb dumb man um <laughs> look at him <laughs> so cute he's got his little santa scarf on <laughs> so tough um i really what I was trying to get across to Ryder was like my way of combating that whole thing that's going on out there with negativity and the politics of today and the environment is to step out of it and generate positive thought, intention, will, emotion towards it. That's, that seems like a tidal wave to me. If everybody that's listening to this, that think about this, Everybody that you saw at Dick's this year down on the floor, if they were all doing that and we were all doing that every day, things would change immediately. But we're sidetracked and hoodwinked and distracted by this story, that story, and the air making you sad and the fire and this, that, the other thing. You never have time or mental space to make that connection to do anything about it. Yeah, and I think that's my conspiracy-minded self thinks that I, that's the point. When I think too that there's an imbalance with this pollution, there is a total imbalance in this world of of I mean, because what is it like approaching nine billion people on the planet or something mm-hmm. now? I don't know the latest content, but too many of those people they they don't care. They don't know. They don't know. A lot of people, I mean, it's weird to think that the whole lot of this planet, they, they don't have internet. They don't have the connection that we do. They don't know what's going on. They have no control of it. And then there's a whole lot of people that just don't care. The consuming. Whoa. The, consume, the consumer, which, I mean, we all are to an extent. Yeah. But there's those ones that want to consume, every, like, you know, the corporate machine. They are yeah. here to consume everything. They're, and look. don't care about sucking everything out of the ground and ruining the earth. You know, they they have other agendas. Other agendas. But man. that's a whole nother. That's a whole that's other a ball whole of nother, Yeah. That, the, the, there's a negative connotation with the word consume. Consumer. You have to consume to stay alive. Yeah. Now, if you consume and only consume and never put anything back out, that's when I have a problem. Yeah. So I think we have to remove the the negative connotation of the word consumer because we're all consumers in one way or another. Even if you're Mick Dodge and you live out in the fucking forest, he's consuming plants yeah, consuming and whatever. Air every, yeah. But 
you got to put something positive back out into the world. And if the air being polluted is something that's making 10% of the population sad, then let's a huge part of the population start putting out positive intention, positive thought, uh, imagining a brighter future and a better outcome for this stuff because that air will also be out there. A spiritual wind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that can make change. So that's all I have to say about that. That's all I got to say about Air ain't that. making me sad. It's keeping me alive. Mom always said. Oh. What'd she say? <laughs> she said she was going to feed said, me Shut up. pancakes under the room. door. <laughs> that's what your mom always said to me. No syrup. I'm going to slide the pancake under okay, the door. So Okay, that was, this was this was kind of fun. That was fun, man. Ranting. We'll see if you... If you guys like it, let like us it. know. Yeah, tell us. If you hated it... It'll, it'll get a whole lot more interesting with more of the family mm-hmm. added into these. Add Ryder and Melon here. It's going to be a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, but this was a... Uh, be fun. We'll try. I'll run. All right. Well, everybody take care of each other. And uh, if you dug it, leave us a little text at uh info at no simple road.com follow us on all the social media stuffs listen to the show subscribe what apple as and obviously that this is open that you could give us give us your thoughts yeah shoot us up if you have something well you know even if it's like damn apple's an idiot he didn't think <laughs> just give us some honest feedback what you think about things and like aaron say if there's something that you want to hear us talk about let us know let us know yeah all right everybody Be nice to each other, and uh, we'll see you soon with more stuff and things and whatnot and doodads. So listen to the music play if you get confused. Yeah, and even don't get confused. If you're not confused, still listen to the music. Listen to the music. All right, bye. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics 
Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>